Access more. There's relationships that I guarantee you, all of you that are listening right now, you might be thinking of one friend or a group of friends that you know that they're not adding value to your life and you need to be more strategic with how much you're going to expose yourself to those things. Leaders make decisions on how they're going to have their lives advance with people around them moving in the same trajectory toward where you want to go. Welcome to Leadership in Black and White with John Siebling and Wayne Francis. This is a podcast devoted to Christian leaders to help you lead in the gray areas of life. We discuss topics like church, race, current events, and more. My name is Parker, and today we're going to talk about how you can lead from a place of joy even when things are difficult. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Leadership in Black and White. We've been focusing on the subject of joy this month, and today we're focusing specifically on leading with joy. I think one of the things I've come to admire about you both is that you carry a great sense of joy and optimism when you lead. Um, but as Thank some, you, <laughs> you're welcome. But as someone who gets to work closely <laughs> with you both, sometimes there are things you're dealing with that not everybody else knows about that have a tendency to maybe drain that. Sometimes joy. there's seven things. Sometimes there's seventeen things. Right, exactly. But you both do a great job of overcoming those things and still leading from a place of joy. And so I think it would be super valuable for our listeners to hear you talk about how you've learned to do that so effectively over the years. So what do you got to say about that? <laughs> well, I mean, you're like, we're diving in right yeah, now. Like, wow, like, we're going. <laughs> well, I just ultimately feel like um, healthy leadership is joyful leadership at some point or another. It's not to say that you're not going to have seasons um, where it, it, it's hard to have joy. I think um, I, there's a, a sermon that really influenced my life, um, and it was titled, Your Season is Certain But Not Final. And it's really helped me understand that seasons are certain. We're all going to go through tough seasons, but they're not final. And I think that allows us to have joy at all times in that um, our world, our time, I think we talked about this at dinner recently, um, man, there's such a joy deficit. So spiritual leaders, people that are listening to our podcast right now, if there's any component that you need in your culture or your leadership, your church, your team, your organization, whatever... Um, there needs to be high levels of joy for the people that are involved and for the people that you're serving. Um, so that's the beginning for me. That's good. I think. I think. Um, I don't know. I want. I don't want to get too deep here, but I think I feel. I feel very fortunate every day to get to be doing something that I enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. I enjoy my work. I enjoy leadership. I enjoy leading the church. I love the church. I enjoy the people that I get to do it with. I feel like it's it's in my I'm in my lane. Yeah, and I think um, I I feel um, really really bad for people that don't wake up in the morning and yeah. do what they get to do what they what they really want to do, mm-hmm. where they're working in a job that they don't feel like is really they're not passionate about yeah. it. You know, there's those quotes uh, where people say, I've never worked a day in my life, you know? Yeah, yeah. People that work really, really hard because yeah. they love it so much. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I'd love to explore that, you know, think about that further. Are there, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of people that are listening that are thinking, wow, I would love to be in a job that I really enjoy. And I think that could be maybe one of the most important things you could begin to seek out is to find yeah. out where your 
where you're called and what you're passionate about. So I think um, there are definitely seasons. I think I'm in one right now where it's there's a lot of difficult things happening mm-hmm. that does require a lot of effort, leadership effort, a mm. lot of thoughtfulness, a lot of um, pr- prayer and you know, kind of sort of hard work from a leadership standpoint. Most of those situations um, invigorate me because I feel like I um, am I'm being used. I feel like my gift is being used. Mm-hmm. So I think it does bring a certain level of enjoyment. It sounds hmm. strange, I guess, to say, but uh, but it could be it, it it can get to be too much. Yeah, where the pace and maybe we'll talk about that at some point where the pace is is there's too much stress or there's too much um and so your pace is not keeping up with your with your peace right so i don't know i've got three kind of yeah. big picture thoughts yep. uh parker you just threw it out there yeah you just, i just wanted to hear your you initial threw thoughts it out there, but three three big picture thoughts yeah. about joyful leadership yeah. you know i think we I got think three Wayne's c's got some. we got three c's that we're going to focus oh, on are we going to do it together yeah yeah i think we're going to do it together yeah. three c's sort Good. of that uh overarching concepts about this principle of leading with joy. So I think we can just jump right in and get started with the first one. Okay, well, let me throw it out there, and then I've got some thoughts. I know Wayne will have a lot of thoughts about this, but it's just, it's staying connected. Mm-hmm. So we're doing three Cs. Connected, you know, obviously refers to relationships, being connected with people versus being isolated. Yeah. So Proverbs 18, I think it's Proverbs 18, one, a man who isolates himself rages against all sound wisdom. Hmm. And so isolation being disconnected is so is so dangerous. And um I think uh, I think, you know, from a leadership perspective, let me just throw out a couple of random thoughts and I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, but I think from a leadership perspective, some people are more naturally, I think like you, Wayne, you're more naturally um extroverted, outgoing, yeah. like to be with people. I think there are other people who are just maybe a little more introverted. I would say I'm a little intro, a little more introverted, definitely more than you, Wayne. But I need to be alone. I need to to refuel by myself. Uh, but here's here's what happens, and I've seen this in my life um, at various points where I wasn't too happy with my progress, particularly where leading church is concerned. I remember the early days of, I mean, 20 years ago, where I was a little more insecure about where we were or what we were accomplishing. I I didn't want to be around other pastors because I think it reminded me sometimes of yeah. my lack rather yeah. than, um, I mean, I, I pushed beyond that, thankfully. But I have seen over the years great leaders, really, really great leaders who got themselves in trouble because they didn't stay connected Yep. And you stay connected for good times and bad times. It keeps you, it's like the tension in the rope that keeps you connected to uh, to people. And this is all about people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So um, g- give me some of your thoughts. I got three questions I was going to ask about relationships. Yeah, I but- love talking about relationships and so on. I-, I think it's sort of like mathematical in some ways. I look at life as a 90-degree angle, like, you know, like a, putting up the L yeah. I'm not saying you're a loser, Parker. This is not. <laughs> I'm saying that I look at life and people when I that you have to be connected to God and then you have to be connected to others. So it's vertical and horizontal. All of our lives need that mathematical principle of what's happening on 90 degrees. 
And I do not believe that people can have the best of God without having the best of each other. We're just wired. We, we have to have That's each other. That's very good. And I think that in our modern 21st century westernized American version of individualism, we think our spirituality can actually exist without other people, and it's actually impossible. Um, if the perfect son of God came down and part of his first task list items was to gather people around him, I'm not quite sure how people could go through their whole life without trying to gather some people around him. So I think that's uh, an important thing for us to understand that you cannot experience the best. In fact, some of us are not experiencing the best of God right now because you're not experiencing the best with somebody else. You're not experiencing life with somebody else. So relationships are huge in our ability to connect with people that are like us and not like us because you can gather people around you that are so much like you and you have less joy when you have a lot of people that are just like you around you. I try to diversify all of my relationships and thought and to be quite honest with you and people that don't have share the same belief systems as me. A lot of my friends would not identify as people that follow Jesus, but they are friends and they bring perspective and they bring joy out of my life because I'm able to learn new things. So I think you have to gather people around you strategically um, to to be joyful. I know you got some questions, but one of the things you guys have talked about on this episode before when it comes to specifically leading with joy when things are difficult, maybe behind the scenes, is having people, relationships that you can lean on that do know what's going on behind the scenes. Do you want to talk about that for a minute? You you're know, talking about accountability relationships? Well, I'm talking or? about like when when you're getting up in front of the church, you're getting up in front of the staff, and you you, you know it's a normal day for everybody else, but you just walked out of a meeting maybe that was really hard or or maybe you're dealing with something that's really difficult yet you still have got to come to the table come to the 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 meeting come to the service with some joy and you you both have talked about the ability that having those relationships behind the scenes that know what's going on to yeah. kind of like does that make sense like kind of connect yeah. with and talk through things so that you can get some encouragement and some strength yes yeah, counsel relationships right mm-hmm. encouragement people that um, and people that are in the trenches with you that you realize, okay, I'm not, it's the Aaron and the her that are holding up Moses' hands. I, I feel like that's kind of what you're describing, yeah. having those friendships, and, mm-hmm. and even friendships who are like, man, shake it off. You know, yeah. you're going to get through yeah. this. Uh, yeah. You need some friends that don't know the people that you lead right. that can have a level of anonymity and respect. So in leadership, it's very important to keep people's confidence, especially in spiritual leadership, right? People are talking to you. You need somebody that's removed, that doesn't know the people or the person that you could speak to with clarity because they just, they're just they not emotionally attached. They don't know the nuance of the situation, but they have enough wisdom to have led in a context that can help you. I text some of my friends sometimes and ask them, okay, how do you deal with this kind of cultural situation, whether that's like lateness or it's... Um, employee attitude or morale and what kind of, and when you could talk to somebody where you don't have to say, well, you know, Jane on my team is da da da, and they know Jane and, and could have a bias, it's so important. Very true. But we have a, an employee named Jane, and oh, she is Jane, amazing. Jane, it's not you. <laughs> Jane, Jane Lawson. We love you. Oh, Jane Lawson, that's right. Jane's perfect. <laughs> so Jane, he just threw that name out. Yeah. Special thanks to our partners at World Vision for sponsoring this podcast. Log on to worldvision.org forward slash black and white 2024 and sign up for the brand new series, The Liberating Move of God. How does God use ordinary people to set great liberating movements in motion? In this free four-week self-paced series, 
you'll go on a journey into a deeper understanding to God's heart for liberation. As a leader, have you had enough? Have those you lead given up thinking nothing will ever change? With teaching from Danielle Strickland, the liberating move of God reaches between Bible times and today to explore how God uses us to set great new efforts in motion. Find your no and say yes to love instead. Just think of what we can accomplish when we accept the gift of freedom God gives us. Log on to worldvision.org forward slash black and white 2024 and download this free study. The link is also in today's show notes. Uh, these three questions, I've got, I, I got them from somewhere. I can't remember where. So um, if, it, if it's from you, uh, you get the credit, whoever you are out there. Um, so but I think I may have tweaked it. So really, it's, yeah, I'll take credit for it now. <laughs> uh, but I think there's three questions you ask all the time about relationships. And it's not like you're, you're you know, it's not like you haven't written down and you're doing this every day. And, you know, but uh, first question, am I pulling back from unhealthy relationships? Uh-huh. Second question, am I initiating meaningful relationships? Okay. And third question, am I nurturing important relationships? I love that. So there's a pulling back. There's an initiating, and then there's a nurturing. And so uh, I don't know how much time we want to spend on that. I mean, relationships are probably the most important thing when it comes to the leadership and joy. So, we, yeah. um, so Wayne, this idea of am I pulling back from unhealthy relationships? Yeah, which is really good to talk about because I think we can overgather or sustain ourselves in or stay in relationships that we shouldn't be sustaining. In our last episode, we talked about the book, The Art of Gathering, how, why we meet and uh, how we meet matters. And she says something profound in the book. She says, um, a person needs to understand that inclusion, and this means or staying in something, can in fact be uncharitable, but exclusion can be generous. That sometimes pulling yourself away or excluding certain relationships is the most beneficial way to increase joy in your life. You're being generous to yourself by not staying in something that's actually sapping you and siphoning away joy. I think we have a harder time with saying no, or I'm not going to be involved in something because we don't want to hurt other people's feelings. But that's only the other side. That's the dark underbelly of manipulation in some ways, if you really think about it. It's like, well, I'm going to stay in something and make people feel like I'm happy being in it instead of, hey, you leave the group chat. When the group chat ain't going in the the direction, Wayne has left the conversation. (laughs) Everybody can see it. And then you can talk to me individually about it. There's relationships that I guarantee you, all of you that are listening right now, you might be thinking of one friend or a group of friends that you know that they're not adding value to your life and you need to be more strategic with how much you're going to expose yourself to those things. Leaders make decisions on how they're going to have their lives advance with people around them moving in the same trajectory um, toward very good. where you want to go. I think a couple of couple of verses, First uh, Corinthians 15, verse 33, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Hmm. Sometimes we think, well, I'm in their life to influence them but what ends up happening is they're influencing you, yep. Uh, maybe with negativity or with certain vices or habits. Proverbs thirteen twenty: He who walks with the wise grows wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. How about this one? One more. Proverbs mm, twelve twenty six: A righteous man is cautious in friendship. Yep. And I think you know there are people we give our heart to, 
but I think we need to be careful and we need to guard our heart. And I think there's people that we need to avoid. Yeah. I think we need I've to- I've experienced that. In what way? I had a friend that, um, and this is this is interesting. I had a friend that was very, very close with our family and with me, and he was going through a divorce or he wanted to divorce his wife and we were super close. And there was similar things between our context at that time. We were both having, you know, a bump in our, in our marriage. He was definitely on the opposite side, but the more I was around him is the more that I became very critical of my own spouse in ways that Mm. I didn't need to, Mm. but it was because his proximity to me and listening and filtering moved from me giving him counsel and me encouraging him to me thinking, oh, yeah, I see that too, da-da-da. And he ended up getting divorced, ruined his life, all that stuff. Um, and we don't talk anymore. And the 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 funny thing is, ha- not having him in my life is actually I thought I could not do without this friend. Wow! I, but it's actually elevated my relationships, my joy, my happiness. I did not know that it was that much of an impact. There's a proverb that's coming to my mind, but I can't. What is it like? Expel the 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 um the scorner or something that the proverb says and the city is glad i have to look it up while mm. while you're doing something but there's a there's a a principle of getting rid of certain things the climate changes the environment changes and can yeah. i just give a little list here the bible says a lot about who we hang out while you look up that verse yeah. the bible says a lot about who we hang out with so if the bible says a righteous man is cautious in friendship um real Real specifically, and I've got verses for all these, but real specifically, God says in his word to avoid people who are, are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. God says, avoid people who are, number one, lazy. Hmm. Proverbs 12, 24, 2 Thessalonians 3, verses 6 through 10. God says, avoid people who are ruled by anger. Hmm. Quick-tempered, Proverbs 16, 32, Proverbs 22, verse 24 and 25. God says, avoid people who are immoral. Hmm. I think, you know, there's a differentiation, right? We're in the world and we're befriending people who are not Christians. And so there's a certain level of immorality in their life. But certainly the Bible warns us against, as believers, connecting with other believers who are living an immoral lifestyle. Hmm. That's really strong. First Corinthians 5, verse 9 through 11, Ephesians 5, verse 3 through 7. God says, avoid people who are greedy, Yep. who are after uh, uh, monetary gain and 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 just driven, uh, Proverbs fifteen twenty seven, Proverbs twenty three six and seven, and even God says avoid people who are unbelieving. Psalm one one, Psalm fifty three verse one and two, Second uh, uh, Corinthians chapter six. So I think you can get around people who don't have faith. Yep, and they're maybe negative and they're not reaching for good things in their life, and they can claim to be a Christian. Just you know, avoid. I think you don't have to have a big defining moment. I choose no longer to spend time with you, I think you pull back. That's why the question is, are you pulling back from unhealthy relationships? Yeah. Just pull back. Yeah. I've actually, and I found the scripture and it's so funny. I, it's one of the reasons why we talk on this podcast so routinely about studying scripture and right. getting it in your head. Like I don't always know exactly where to find it, but when you memorize it, it just kind of... You've been in the Word for so long, it's it's imprinted on your mind. Yeah. So I was like, in my head, I'm speaking, I could feel. And the, the scripture says, throw out the mocker and strife departs. <sighs> 
furthermore, quarrels and discord would end. I think that there is an action for us where you actually have to drive. Throw them out. You, yeah, cast out the pestilent person, it says in one tra- <laughs> translation. It says, "Wow, um, drive out a mocker and conflict goes. There are certain people that are in our context, in our teams. And that doesn't mean that we have to be unkind. I, I don't think this is like, what, pick the person up, throw them out, or just, you know. It's like, <laughs> yeah. But I do think that there is something about creating a culture in your organization where you drive out certain things so that contention or strife or dishonor. The Bible literally says when you get rid of the scoffer that other things are going to go with it, strife, reproach, dishonor. And um, maybe so you good. need to be looking at your team right now and saying, is there somebody that consistently— Yep. That was your ring that, that fell was my off, ring. I'm off sorry. of your finger. I was driving out my ring, and um, yeah. So um, can we do the next one? Am I, the second question is, am I initiating meaningful relationships? Hmm. So um, I think pulling back from unhealthy relationships will open the door for us to initiate some new relationships. Yep. In fact, uh, I think if you don't pull back from unhealthy ones, you might never know what it's like to be in a healthy relationship. And so initiating meaningful relationships. Like, I think there needs to be room in your life for some new um, relationships. Do you track that? I track that. I don't think I track it, um, but I think, uh, I, I, you know, I look around and I think, uh, you know, I talk to our team a lot about new, our new people coming into the into the mix, you know, and yeah. I, I love to see new people on the stage leading worship. Mm-hmm. Um, I love to, you know, rejoice in those that have been faithful, of course, but... Uh, I think friendships, I think, um, you know, how do you track it? I don't really know what, what... I always look back over the last year and say, who are the most meaningful people that I've met in the the Mm. previous year? And there's also people, I'm not like, you ever remember that Drake song, No New Friends? I'm not a no new friends kind of person. I think that friends can sometimes be seasonal and whatnot. Talked about some of the stratification things that I talk about with that, but... I always look and say, have I met somebody meaningful and am I, and am I pouring into that relationship um, strategically and intentionally? I have like three people right now that that come to mind that I'm like, yeah, I've met this person about two years and they're meaningful enough for me to want to invest and move and be sacrificial in spending time with them. Sometimes I feel overwhelmed at not being able to keep up with the relationships that I have. Yeah. And it... it you some, haven't called me in four weeks. Some, I can understand. Some, I, t- I text you all the time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm not good on the phone. I think I've declared that. I've made that clear. I've, I, I'm not a good phone talker. Ask Leslie. She gets very frustrated. When I travel, she says, please <laughs> I know my wife call me. The same way too. Um, and, and so um, sometimes I get overwhelmed and I think, man, am I going to be able to maintain yeah. this new relationship? Uh, but it's 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 important. L- last one is, is am I... Um, Am I um, nurturing important relationships? So am I pulling back from unhealthy relationships? Am I initiating, these are new, meaningful relationships. But am I taking care of or nurturing the important relationships in my life? And so the people that you got right now, your people, right? Yep. Uh, What's that book? Somebody, my daughter was telling me about this book, Your Tribe or Your... uh, Find Your People. Find Your People. I think it's Jeannie Allen, yeah. I've heard it's a great book. Yep. Find your people. And so everybody's got people, you find them, and then you nurture those, right? Yep. Can I just say this real quick? There's, I think there's three lies that we tell ourselves about our problems. Talk to me. I think we tell ourselves, I can hide it. Mm-hmm. I can handle it by myself. You're going to like this alliteration. I can hide it. Mm-hmm. I can handle it by myself. 
and I can heal without anybody's help. Wow. But none of those are true. Yeah. There will be an exposure. If it's something that's in your life that's detrimental, that's devastating, it will be exposed. Yeah. As a believer, the Lord is going to, he loves you enough to bring it into the light. You can't hide it. You can't, if it's a, if it's, if it's a problem, you can't handle it by yourself. God has given you people to help you handle yes. it and help you overcome. And then you, you definitely can't heal without anyone's help because the whole, the whole essence of restoration, right? We're preaching about this, uh, or we preached about this in our, in our, uh, Luke series about, yeah, yeah. about the, 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 the servants that it, the whole it took it took a tribe of people to bring restoration true. to the sun right true, true. somebody had to go fill, kill the fat calf somebody go grab the ring somebody yeah. um, and so it's a it's 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 a team approach but uh, initiating um, meaningful relationships but also Wayne taking care of nurturing the relationships that yes. are important nur- watering those relationships yeah. investing in in those relationships. So we've gone strong on relationships. Yeah, yeah, we're doing three C's of leading with joy and connected was really the bulk, but there are a couple others if we would have hit those. Before. Yeah, you know, just the second C is just to, to first is to stay connected, but second is to remain calm mm-hmm. and to keep a calmness, take a breath. Connected versus disconnected or versus isolated and then calm versus chaotic. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, I, you know, we know people, I know people that are just, there's chaos in their life yep. all the time. Yep. They're all, they're running from one thing to the other and they're just running, running, running. And it's just like a chaotic life. I just don't think that's, that's a recipe for longevity. Yep. So let's, you know, let's remain calm. Yeah. <laughs> Flying here was very turbulent. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, there was a guy sitting next to me and uh, older gentleman. And I mean, it was rocky on the flight. I mean, the fl- when the plane moving sideways, you know, <laughs> you know that it is turbulent. And no he was fun. just so joyful. He's like throwing his hands up in there. Woohoo! Da-da-da. I'm like, he's got to calm down, or maybe he had one too many drinks before he got on this <laughs> flight. But I, as I said, how could you be so, you know, you know, so you asked him. I did because I was like, "Man, that you're kind of weirding me out." But he was like, "I fly all the time. I'm a frequent flyer." So, and he said, "Well, the pilots know that um, they're going to make it through the storm. Then they would never, you know, they have their own safety at mind too." And I thought about the scripture and I thought about leadership. Right? Like you have to understand when you're a frequent flyer, if you've been leading for a while, you're going to get through storms. Right? You got to remain calm. Yeah, it's not going to go down. You know, you think everything's going to go down, but if you stay through the turbulence, you're going to make it. And staying calm and joyful at times only comes after you've had frequent leadership mileage. So don't give up. Stay in it. Um, and and every so often, you know, you'll you'll see that uh, God has given us a scriptural flight tracker. It's called the Bible. It lets us know that you can get through the storm. You can see exactly where you're going to end up. But you also can look back and see that God's been faithful. Mm-hmm. So you know this is a season, and this season will will end, and another season will begin. And so the whole idea, I think, it's more important than ever that we just keep the long game in mind. Yep. yep I was yep. trying to find out who first coined that phrase, this too shall pass. And I saw two different things. One person said it was Abraham Lincoln who made the made the phrase famous. Mm-hmm. Someone else said it's more ancient, uh, some ancient Persian, uh, you know, yeah. quote. But what a great thought, this too shall pass. This will close. Yeah. And then the door will close and there will be another door open. The, the season will end and there will be another season. 
And I think it helps you stay joyful long-term, knowing that this is not, I'm going to make every effort to make sure that this season doesn't define me as a leader. Right. I like to encourage parents who are, you know, um, in the, in the, in the trenches raising, raising their kids and every season has challenges, but you can't allow yourself to be defined as a parent by one season in the life of your child. Someone said a long time ago that you, you'll, you'll know how good of a parent you are as you watch your children with their children. Right. So it's like right. later in life is, you, you know, figure it out. You, you, you know, you'll be defined. So um, calm, be calm and uh, keep, keep a calm spirit versus a chaotic spirit. And then the third one, for me, this is so important. This third C is is clarity. Yeah. Clarity versus versus confusion. And I don't know about you, Wayne, but when I feel like I can't get my arms around the the problem yep. or the situation, yep. it's 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 very difficult for me. It's very frustrating. I've got to I've got to find clarity. Clarity helps me. Uh, I, I think clarity is a joy releaser in my life. Yeah, I agree. Because then I know what I need to do, or, or, and and I may not do it. I'm still I'm still going to have to be obedient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, but at least I have real clarity on the step that needs to to to, to be taken. And sometimes it takes a minute to find that clarity. True. I mean, and sometimes you have to dig. You have to talk to people. You have to. Uh, you know, like we said earlier, get on the phone with somebody that's a friend that's been there. Yep. Uh, talk to the people that are involved, whatever the situation is. So it's clarity versus confusion. When when I feel a little confused, like I can't put my arms around this, I can't figure this thing out, uh, gosh, it gets me frustrated. And so uh, clarity. As clarity increases, confusion decreases. True. Yeah. Yep. Very true. Connected, calm, clarity. So stay connected, talking to leaders, walking in every season with joy. Stay connected to people, stay calm versus chaotic, and find clarity. Um, really good stuff. And uh, that does it for this week's episode. Next week, we're diving really into the subject of mental health. We're going to explore some red flags, or maybe you could say warning signs. Each of us should be paying attention to that, that might be signs our mental health is suffering. It's going to be really helpful. So subscribe to the show so you can get that new episode next Monday. You can also subscribe to Leadership in Black and White at Access More, wherever you get your podcast. For more on this episode, see the show notes and follow us on Instagram at Leadership in Black and White, at John Siebling, at Wayne Francis. All of that is in the show notes, but uh, we would love for you to stay connected with us during the week. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. The Liberating Move of God is now available as a free download thanks to our partners at World Vision. Log on to worldvision.org forward slash black and white 2024 to find it. In this free four-week self-paced study, you'll learn how God uses ordinary people to set great liberating movements into motion. Being a leader is tough. We do not want those that we lead thinking that the bad will never change because we cannot say no. Say yes to love and no to oppression. Download the liberating move of God now at worldvision.org forward slash black and white 2024. The link is in today's show notes.